if you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guest and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day to ladies and gents. Welcome back. This is going to be a part two uh, with Lex Luger. We did part one last week. So if you missed it, make sure that you go back and listen to that first, then jump on back over here for part two. We are talking about uh, life's... um, well, life's uh, tragedies and triumphs with Lex Luger and how uh, he went from the depths of despair to uh, to the heights of where he's at now in a way he never imagined. So without further ado, let's roll. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not upon your understanding. Acknowledge him in all his ways and he'll direct your path. That verse popped into my head. I felt the presence of God in the room. My breathing slowed down. And I, I laid there for hours like a chill pill until they finally realized that I wasn't coming downstairs. There must be something wrong. And they bashed my door down and rushed me off to Stanford Medical Center out in California. Oh, my God. That is yeah. just crazy. So um, you. <laughs> huh. so, so, so the 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 whole all of the other stuff that before that before you ended up in jail and that the, i mean that hadn't you, you hadn't seen the light yet you still like no. like god's knocking on the door and you're like i don't hear anything and finally you know it takes you um going to canada and realizing oh you're not supposed to leave the country you get sent back yeah god really had his hands full with you and then you end up in jail which is obviously where I guess God said, I know where we'll, where I'll put him. <laughs> I'm going to put him that's there. Maybe this will work. Yeah, Interesting. that's what I needed. Wow. But I didn't have the jailhouse conversion either. I, I, I ended up getting saved a few months later once I was out of jail by Pastor Steve uh, chasing after me. And God placed my life in pursuing me. He invited me finally to come to church one night. And I, I heard a, a message on the rock versus the sand. I realized my whole life would be built on shifting sand, not not the foundation of God. I have a talk I give to people about faith, and it's not really just about faith. It's about some principles, the acronym I use when I give a talk about faith being the foundation in your life. The F stands for your foundation. What is your foundation? You may not be a Christian, but you believe that there's a God, a higher power, like you do in 12-step programs for drugs now, who who wants the best for you, who loves you, has a plan for you, and you got you got and you gotta relinquish control and acknowledge them and relinquish control over them because you're you're at the point you're not gonna fix this by yourself. So that was uh so I kind of use that when I give that my little faith uh mm-hmm. discussion I do it with adults, I do it with kids, I talk about the acronym faith. Um faith stands for uh the F stands for foundation. What's the foundation in your life? Mm-hmm. Which I believe you need a rock foundation of at least believing that there's a God out there. Um, um, the A stands for associations. Who are you associating with? I found out that I can hang out with a lot of bad influences. When my life went downhill, I was hanging with 
and I mean, bad places with bad people. And a lot of my mentors now explain to me that if you want to see where you're going to be five years from now, look at the five, the five right. people you, you hang out with the most. And that's where yep. you're going to be. Yeah. Um, the, the I in faith, the acronym, I, stands for integrity, meaning do you have inspiring conduct, character, and conversation? Um, I, uh, that's the I. The T is, are you thankful? I find that if I wake up in the morning in a bad mood, if I try to think of something to be thankful for, wow, that chases away all those bad negative thoughts I have trying to crowd their way into my head and ruin sure. my day. Because uh, I, I always think of something to be thankful for. Well, I woke up this morning, whatever that yeah. may be. Uh, yeah. And then the H, the H stands for, for me, is a, is a really big one. The H in faith, the acronym, I stands for, I talk to people about, be, always remain hopeful. There, the Winston Churchill has that mm. famous thing, persevere, never, never, never give up. And I mm, find I that love that. When I see people who have been through a lot, when they have that, that faith and, per, and persevering and always remain hopeful, man, that, that goes a long way. Um, I think. For, I thought you were going to say humble. I was, I was thinking the H. I was like, is it going to be humble? Well, I was trying to think of what you were going to say. Those, hopeful those is go good. together, uh, humility. Yeah, uh, because you're not humble. Uh, I find that the special people that are very successful, they can be the hardest. I think you probably find the coach because if, there, if there's not that humility there, people ask me, Lex, what turned your life around? What was your biggest stomach bug? Was it ignorance or arrogance? I go, I had a double dose of both. So when people are in a worldly, from every other viewpoint, like, like, like I was, we're successful that a uh, man that it's really hard to get yeah out from behind yourself and, and yeah and, and yeah for sure that's that's a good point but yeah, I, had no humility. I was i was i was arrogant and ignorant at the same time bad combo a well, duo yeah um and it almost killed you oh yeah but but apparently, times, I'm sure more, more times than more, I, I didn't know. Yeah, more than once. Apparently, uh, you have more things to do though on the planet. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were not successful. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, it didn't uh, happen. Right. That's the beautiful thing about being thankful when you wake up, because God gives you, God takes our worst trials, I, I believe, and our worst nightmares, and the comfort He gave me and got me through my spinal cord injury and. And my and getting over my past and being able to forgive myself and move forward. Like now I can comfort others. I do recovery coaching and addiction counseling and and, mm -hmm. and I try to serve others. It's not me, myself, and I anymore. It's, it, there's a joy formula I call it. And another acronym. I'm a big acronym guy. Acronym <laughs> guy. Yeah. And uh, uh wordsmith. And uh, uh joy formula, a friend of mine gave me it means Jesus, others, and then you. It used to be me myself and I, now it's mm. J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and then you. So right when you put others first and comfort, now I'm able to, for the comfort God gave me, comfort people in areas of their life who are going through maybe some of the similar things that I was going through with sure. whether it's drugs or alcohol or unforgiveness. I'm yeah. able to now uh, lend them comfort, the same comfort God gave me. So I so. imagine that you have discovered um, by now, you know, being able to be of service to other people in your life, um, you've discovered that that was 
the missing thing, um, a big part of it was, you know, that you were searching for before and just couldn't fill up with all this other stuff, you know, and, and then now you have, um, obviously you have your spiritual relationship, your relationship with God, which is awesome. But then putting that into an action that is serving others is probably, I would imagine, because I know it is for me, when you're able to do that, there's just nothing more fulfilling. You are filled up from the inside then. Oh, absolutely. Faith without works and taking action is, uh, it's actually a Bible verse, is like uh, uh, the lungs without breath. So very essence of us, the reason we're here is is to, to, to love God, I, I believe now, and love others. And that love is expressed by wanting to serve others rather than just be self-serving and always mm -hmm. having to get something out of it. Some, so I, my, yeah. I've, I, my, I'm so, uh, the, the, the peace of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control that we receive from, that God wants us to have. It just, my life has been just supernaturally trans, transformed, Lori. I, I mean, when I look at, I took a couple notes here and, and I, you know, about our conduct, when I talk about integrity and personal integrity, uh, there is never a right time to uh, do the wrong thing and never a wrong time to do the right thing. Um, mm. And we talked about our, our conversations that we have. Um, there's another acronym called THINK that I was given. And THINK talks about before you say something or text something or email something, this has been a huge factor in my life. The THINK acronym means the T in THINK stands for, number one, is it truthful? Mm -hmm. what, you about, what you're about ready to say, your text, email, or tweet. Yeah. Um, is it helpful? The H stands for, is it helpful? Means, is it going to be helpful to someone? Right. Um, uh, it, the I in THINK, THINK before you speak, is, is it inspiring? Mm -hmm. Is it encouraging or not? Mm -hmm. The N in THINK stands for, is it necessary to stay? That's a big one. So yeah. I really... Before I hit this button uh, or touch the screen or I say this on the phone or I text this, do I really, is it necessary for me to say this? And, right. then, and then the K and think, is it kind? Yeah. Is the, so th yeah. That, that for me That's is a good so one. helpful. Uh, my mentor said, Lex, you like to talk. And I still do. I struggle with that. I don't always succeed at these things I'm talking about right now. I fail all the time. And um God gave us, I'm sure you've heard this, two ears and one mouth for a reason. We're supposed to listen <laughs> right? more than yeah. we talk. That can yes. be a real challenge for me and a lot of other people, for sure. Yeah, I love that. I like the think one. And I think that that's really important too. I think it should actually be like a disclaimer every time you open up your social media apps, um, because I think there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of talking and sharing of words out there that are anything but kind or truthful or necessary or inspiring that like don't check any of those boxes and uh and you know it's just uh puts a lot of negative energy out into the into the universe that and we yeah Lord I, knows I, we don't, we don't I need try my best yeah Lori, I, i'm sorry i try my best to uh i'm on twitter only at genuine lex luger and um i i try to just put positive stuff out there encouraging stuff, funny stuff that'll make people laugh that I see. I'll retweet a lot of funny things I see. 
I just try to make it a fun thing for people to, to go to. And I have a lot, I actually have a lot of fun with Twitter. And uh, I was on your Twitter, Lex, um, mm -hmm. last week after we, we spoke to, you know, set this up today. And I was like, let me just uh, see, you know, what social media apps he's on. So I know where, you know, where to uh, promote stuff. And, and I went onto your Twitter uh, expecting, um, actually, I didn't have any expectations. I just wasn't sure because obviously you're not wrestling any, these days. Right. Um, but, uh, and I, I was sitting there uh, and Eric was sitting in the chair next to me and I don't know, the news or something was on and I'm chuckling away and I'm scrolling and I'm <laughs> laughing and I'm, oh, and then I'm laughing and he's like, what are you looking at? And I said, Lex's Twitter. It's all like animal memes and posts and funny things. It's really oh, quite... Yeah. It's quite refreshing. And Lori, what 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 great medicine we all know laughter is, right? The yes. joy of laughter, right? In yes. a person's life. Oh man, so good. Yeah. So it has yeah. a healing, it's such a, a bomb. It's like a bomb. It's like a healing. Uh it's so good. So yeah, I, I, I love trying yeah. to put some of that. We treat some of the funny stuff you see on there. It's great. I love it. I do too. It was very refreshing. It can be a positive thing. It can sure. be. Yes, mm -hmm. it can be. So I want to ask you, um, you obviously, you know, you had your the entire early half of your life, uh, you are an, an incredible athlete. And, um, and you spent a huge portion of that, either in the ring or in the gym or on the field. I mean, and now you know, you're you are at least you have some mobility now. Um, so like you said, you can, you can walk a little bit, you can drive, you know, you can, uh, you don't have to depend a hundred percent on, on other people to help you with everything, but do you ever, do you ever miss it? Do you miss being able to be more physically active? Does that something that sometimes comes up that you have to kind of wrestle with a little bit in your mind? You know, sometimes you think about when you used to walk in a room and all heads turned and you know, that, mm -hmm. that six four and 270 pounds of muscle uh you're, you're it's kind of cool to be under the radar now though you know and uh mm -hmm. the skinny guy comes in in the wheelchair you know and it's uh it's kind of cool and um i still go to the gym i love i love to work out a little bit still i do i can't do the free weights or anything but i still use some of the machines i'll do a little bike cycling or a little treadmill thing so i can do that i still love I'm still, I still love the gym and uh, the ability. I actually have more I used to do because I had to do it. Now I go in there because I, I love it. And mm -hmm. I, I love the atmosphere in the gym, the energy, the mm -hmm. positive energy in the gym. I actually have more appreciation for working out now because what I can't do than, ah. than, than I used to when I could do it all. And That's so interesting. I still love going to the gym. Yeah, I still, I still uh, just love going, being around in the gym. Still yeah. To this day. Yeah. Well, I, do you know, have, I can't work out for hours at a time, so it gives me a lot more free time to do other things. My life is much more balanced. Balanced. There you mm -hmm. go. So if you woke up tomorrow and you had a hundred percent full mobility again, by the grace of God, would you go back to weight training like you used to? I would hope that I would uh, not be obsessed with it. I would hope that I would keep it in balance and maybe just be fit and not try to be a, a, a muscle guy. Yeah. Uh, not there's anything wrong with that for I was probably what I did for a living, but I would sure. hope I would be able to find a good balance if, if that if that did happen. 
not not become obsessed with like I used to be. Sure. For sure. But I think I think in a way, uh, I tell people God blessed me with my spinal spinal injury because anytime God knows what we don't, and even though my life was transformed and I was saved and forgiven and redeemed, uh, I still would if I remained the same. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I might have got back into wrestling. I might have. Who God knows? I don't. Who knows what would have happened mm-hmm. if I still had the the old the old mm-hmm. legs around? So I feel right. like um, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about. I heard God says, um, Apostle Paul in the Bible. He said he had thorn in his flesh. They think it was a physical affliction, and Paul kept on asking God to remove it because he could be even better. He's the greatest evangelist who ever lived. But Apostle Paul wanted this thorn removed so he could do even better, and God actually spoke to him one of the few times God speaks out loud in the Bible to, to one of us. And God told him, hey, Paul, hey, Paul, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, my grace will always be sufficient for you. Keep in mind my power, not your puny power, not Lex's puny power of being on the bench close 600 pounds, the power of living God, the creator of all things, heaven and earth and stars and the moon and everything else. My power works best in and through you and your weakness. So I almost feel like when Jacob wrestled with the angel and touched his hip and he had a limp the rest of his life, God did me a favor by limiting my ability to be the big muscle guy because he knew mm-hmm. me so well. So I never boast upon myself that God kind of got that out of the way for me so I could be mm-hmm. more useful to him and his pur- real purpose for my life. So it's like he had to weaken you in order to get through to you. Hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You couldn't be a vessel for spirit to work through in the frame of mind that you are in when you had all of this physical ability that you were so dependent on and obsessed. With. It always became all about me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might not have found this place of being, um, being so you changed your obsession from you to being able to help others. And I, there's just, I just love that. Cause I know, I know how much it's, it's needed in the world. And there are people out there now, since your journey has put you in a position to have a very effective and meaningful, positive change in the lives of other people. And really what could be better? One of my mentors, when I have my moments of self-pity, or I call my ER moments, uh, he calls it the slippery slope into the muddy pit of self-pity. And uh, I, uh, it, makes, it makes me smile that, uh, that um, just if you, uh, if you have an attitude of gratitude and think of something, once again, to be thankful for, it pulls me out of that self-pity mode or that, that mm-hmm. those dark moments that we all can, that, that I can still have and people can still have. Sure. sure I call my Eeyore moments. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it, it's okay to have that moment. You just don't want to live there. Right. <laughs> you, just, you don't want to stay there. You don't want to dwell stay there. there as short as possible. Right. Sure. You want to get in and get out. <laughs> right. you know, one of the coping mechanisms of saying that I love that one of my mentors gave me was, Lex, it's not the direction of the wind, but the set of the sail. Meaning, like people think, oh, Lex, you're you're so you're you're not even realistic now. You're so joyful and happy, and oh, I got saved, and oh, I love Jesus, and all that. No, man, I had a spinal cord injury. After all, kind of bad stuff happens to me every day. 
challenging things. I, I have a, a lot of things linger from my spine, it's spasticity in my muscles and pain and things I have. Uh, I'm thankfully I'm drug free, no, no meds, which is unheard of for my type of injury. And I'm very thankful for that. But I'm like, I'm like, no, I, it's not always an easy road, but when the trials and adversities and tribulations come our way in life and they do, the winds blow on us all, right? If the Bible yep. tells us it rains, it rains in the just and the unjust, the sun rises and sets on the good and the evil. So right. I mean, bad stuff happens to all of us. Uh, yep. Sometimes our fault, sometimes somebody else, and sometimes from a stranger, whatever, stuff happens. We live in a, a broken, fallen world at times. And um, I find that it's not what happens to us. Uh, that we have control over. It's not that we can't control the direction of the wind. Sometimes it's at our back and things are going good. And sometimes it's in the, fa- uh, at the winds, directly headwinds in our face. And what yeah. we do, but only thing we have control over is how to respond to trials, adversities, and winds, so to speak, in life. Is we can, it's a set of our sail. We can change the direction of our sail, meaning how are we going to respond to this trial or tribulation or challenge in our life? We do have a choice. Uh, I know you know that from being a, an outstanding life coach. We have we have the ability of how we're going to. We have a choice how we're going to respond. It's going to be a, a a bridge to a better place. Or are we going to carry it around as a burden? Are mm-hmm. we going to get better from it and learn from it? And why it happened? Or are we going to become bitter? So right. I, I find that that set of the sail thing pops into my head. I'll tell okay, Lex, this isn't good. Okay, I'm thinking. Okay, how are you going to respond to this? You know, right. Are you going to reset the sale? Right. And I think that that's such a good way to think about that, too, because not only is it about response, but when like that metaphor of of adjusting the sale means now you're going to use the wind instead of being used by it. So when that headwind comes in in the form of the challenge or, you know, the, the negative issue, the trauma, the whatever you can you can just let it, you know, blast you and basically then beat you down and use you. But if you adjust, if you understand that you can react, respond differently, and you adjust in a way that the mindset is, how do I use this? Like, I have, I have a friend, I have a friend that tells me when I complain to him about something, he goes, he'll smile at me and go, ah, Lex, the refining fire of adversity. <laughs> <laughs> I go, it's blasting pretty hot on me right now, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's funny. It really yeah. is. Do you have a going rogue story for me, Lex? Well, you know my rogue story. I went from from uh, my, my mind's the Apostle Paul story, the, the road to Damascus experience I had. I mean, one minute I was an atheist agnostic, and then I went to church and heard a, heard a message and went back to my hotel room and couldn't eat or sleep for a week called my pastor up and said, what did you do to me taking me to that church service? And what did you do to he, me? He came to my hotel room, explained the, the plan of salvation, the gospel to me, and I got saved. So, I mean, here's an atheist agno- slash agnostic uh, going out on a limb, because I, I used to make fun of Christians. Well, like when Sting got saved before me, I thought I'd lost my best friend. I was so mad at him. I go, what are you doing with that? With that Jesus Christian stuff? And I was like, oh my gosh. What has happened to you? And, uh, and uh, oh, the horrors! Yeah. So for me to go from what I once was to what I am now is yeah. so rogue. I mean, it's so 
crazy. I had people they first heard, you know, wait a second, Lex is like a religious, they call it religious, religion's about knowledge, not relationship, but right. Um, but they said Lex is religious now, like he's like a Christian guy. They go, they'll be like, really, Lex? Like I was like one of the last people they ever thought would would become a man of faith. Now I'm an ordained minister and I, I wow. counsel people and yeah, it's it's that's rogue. I mean, that for me, yeah. it doesn't get any more rogue or insane than that. It's it, like I said earlier on, it is supernatural rogue. I mean, my gosh, the surrender because for me to surrender to God, surrender to me was a word that was not in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So that was that was going rogue because that took a lot of that takes courage for people to surrender their life and turn it over to God. I was a control freak. So for mm-hmm. me to turn my life over to this higher power, or for, in my case, Jesus, was mm-hmm. that, and get Jesus take the wheel and move, that was hard for me. I bet. Because I was yeah. a control freak. I yeah. was addicted to being uncontrolled and thought I could fix everything. And when I couldn't, and I finally, I finally turned it over to him, but that was hard for me. That was, yeah. that was going rogue big time for me. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up because I know you've got some other things you've got to get to. What would you say to our listeners is the value of going rogue, like in their own way? Where's the where's the value in that? Well, I think sometimes we have to step outside of our comfort zone, and I think that if it's, if it's done in a positive way, it can lead to so many things that we never expected in life, and so many doors can open we get sometimes get stuck and 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 our, our wheels are spinning we're trying so hard to get out of where we're stuck and sometimes if you just make a positive step and something maybe you're a little scared to do or you thought of doing but never have man going rogue can be uh in my case and i know probably a lot of other people that you, that you counsel in your life can be a, just an incredible thing even if it doesn't work out Sometimes just taking that step uh, opens other doors that maybe that going rogue and that the particular application of that didn't work out for you, but it's, it'll open other doors of opportunity in your life. Yeah. By taking yeah. that first step to get out of where you were and going right. rogue. And going now, not right, exactly. Or carelessly, but yeah. a planned, okay, I've always wanted to do this, I'm going to try it. What, yes. What's the worst that can happen? And yeah, definitely going rogue can be just mm-hmm. gets you unstuck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like there you go. See, yeah, <laughs> unstuck freedom. That's, That's what we right. want. That's right. I love it, Lex. Your book is "Wrestling with the Devil: The True yeah. Story of a World Champion Professional Wrestler, His Reign, Ruin, and Redemption." People can get it on Amazon, right? They can. Okay. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the regular places. Okay. You have been awesome. And I'm so grateful for our time and our conversation. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I think that it's amazing. Your journey has been amazing, a bumpy road, but you know, you're Mm -hmm. here, you are being able to be of such good service to so many people in such a much higher way than you probably ever even could have imagined in your earlier years. No doubt. Lucky to have Lauren, it's an honor to be on your show. It's I'm so thankful to get to talk to you again with the roads we took and 
where our mm -hmm. roads parted. And now to be reconnected with you and with Eric, your your husband yeah. is uh, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm I'm just so uh, thank you so much for having me on, Laura. I really appreciate you. Yo, it's been completely my pleasure, really. So everybody, uh, we are going to wrap it up here. Um, Lex, um, remind me where, you're only on Twitter, right? Is that the only social media that Correct. you're on? Okay. At Genuine Lex Luger. At Genuine Lex Luger. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. where you can find him. Uh, find his book on Amazon. And uh, I guess final thoughts, you guys, you know, when, you're, when your life seems to have completely come apart, uh, just just take a breath because an opening will present itself and it, it could be in the form of an opportunity uh, a book a person a tragedy an accident it could show up in any number of ways but that opening is an invitation and all you have to do is be willing to see it as an invitation to step into the next evolution of yourself by making what's maybe going to be a spiritual shift in your life so everyone thanks for hanging out with lex and i it's been a pleasure and i know you got some great stuff out of this make sure if you found value in it to share it with some people you think would also find some value in it until next week stay feisty my friends stay open to the calling of the most high and go make some epic shift happen in your lives that goes for you too gary v